They're all saving one, or most of them, most of the Hampshire fielders are saving one. Somerset need one run. It's Edwards to Hildreth. He's there and bowls Hildreth, and he gets the run away through the onside, and Somerset have won. They've won the Royal London One Day Cup. Welcome along to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. This is the Somerset Cricket Podcast. My name's Ian Shepherd, and my guest today brings a level of experience and professionalism hitherto unseen on uh, our little cricket podcast. He is the voice of cricket on BBC Radio Somerset. It is, of course, Anthony Gibson. Gibbo, when I woke up this morning, it was very much a feeling of the morning after the night before. How was it for you? Yeah, it was a, a very disappointing evening, to, to put it mildly, and a, a very damaging evening as well for Somerset Cricket. Not only in terms of hopes of reaching the quarterfinal of the Vitality last, because they are, you know, they're, they're still alive despite losing two out of the four games we've been able to play. But really, much more serious was the injury suffered by James Hildreth when he pulled a hamstring in, in the course of being run out, um, <laughs> uh, just when he was going like a train as well, leading the Somerset uh, charge to try and chase down 125, pulled through for a quick single by Ed Byram, a single that wasn't really there. Mm. Uh, and he set off and midway through, trying to charge to the other end, his hamstring went. And it was all he could do to live off the field afterwards. And I would be very surprised if he plays any more cricket it, this season. Yeah, it didn't really look good. He was, um, he was very stiff-legged with that right leg and um, he didn't cover the ground at all quickly. He was walking very gingerly. Um, yeah, I think unless Jamie Thorpe studied uh, physiotherapy at Hogwarts, I wouldn't um, and could get his magic wand out. I, I don't think. I definitely don't think we'll see him up at New Road tomorrow. And, and well, possibly Jason, not. Jason Kerr was trying to be optimistic afterwards and saying it, it, his instinct was that it was a um, a strain rather than a tear. But hmm. I think that's whistling in the dark. I'm afraid. Yeah, it, and it's a shame because James Hildreth has played more consecutive games for some set. Uh, four-day games than any other uh, player in recent times. This would have been his 92nd consecutive first-class game for Somerset. And my goodness me, we you know we need his experience uh, in the in the middle of the batting order because you know we've got some very talented youngsters, but they are young and they are inexperienced. Mm. And the game against Worcester is a very very big game. Yeah, definitely. He'd been he'd been hitting himself into a bit of form in the blast, hadn't he? He'd um, lots of sort of twenty fives off twelve balls, those those type of innings. Um, I did put a tweet it out saying bit, I felt it was a bit frenetic. Um, he, he he got quite upset uh, two or three seasons ago when he was sort of pigeoned by Matt pigeonholed by Matt Maynard as not really a T Twenty cricketer, <laughs> and this <laughs> got under his skin. And I think he's uh, he's been on a mission to demonstrate that anything that you know the the young lads can do, that Tom Bantons and the Tom Abels can do, then James Hildreth can do as well. So, you know, he's been giving the fast bowlers the charge mm. right from the off, and not not just in T um, Twenty cricket either at, at Northampton in the Bob Willis Trophy match where the pitch was was seeming around all over the place. He decided that uh, attack was the best form of defence mm. and started charging the fast bowlers within about two overs of, of, of coming in. But he was just, as you say, he's really just playing himself into form. Um, mm. And he, you know, he's the sort of player that, that you need on what I expect will be a green steaming pitch uh, at New Road. Worcester haven't got any spin bowlers. They, they rely almost well, on Brett Tom Vera, who was, was an expert. 
they rely almost exclusively on their quicker bowlers, and I think we'll see a green seamer. And James Hildred plays uh, seam when the ball is moving around better than any other uh, batsman in that Somerset side. Yeah, he's he's going to be a big loss, especially like I said, he was he was hitting himself back into a bit of form. Um, Jason Kerr and Andy Harry have, have um, given a bit of a blooding to uh, a couple of young players in the blast, Ben Green and Ollie Sale. Tom Lammerby, um, of course, sort of played most of the games last year. Um, it was a big call to give Ollie Sale that uh, that isolated over after the rain break yesterday. Um, my opinion was it was it was the right one because I think they've got him earmarked as a as a death bowler for years to come. Um, He's bowled the 20th over or the 19th over in the last two or the last three blast games that we played. Um, are you of the same opinion, Gibber, or do you think it should have gone no, to... No, I'm not. No, I said it at the time. I thought it was the wrong, the wrong thing to do. I think the captain should have stepped up. He's an international um, T20 uh, all-rounder. Uh, I think they were... I can, I can understand why, why they did it. And, and Jason Kerr, as you say, said afterwards that, that they are trying to line him up as their death bowler but um, he, he hadn't bowled particularly well um, and he didn't seem to know quite what he was trying to, to do in terms of um, that uh, absolutely cru- crucial over uh, as it was and, and I think it was it was unfair on, on him to ex- expect him to that over and, and poor lad you know he'll, he'll carry the memory of that for, you know, for, for a long time to come because he will you know he will feel that he's cost his side the game. I don't think that's that's true at all. It wasn't his decision that he should bowl. I think you know it was the wrong decision. Lewis Gregory or Josh Davies should bowl that over. They've got all the experience in the world between them. Josh Davies is another mm-hmm. international T20 uh, cricketer who who is who's got the, the most economical figures amongst the quick bowlers in in the last so far. So I thought it was, you know, it was. It may have been for the right reasons, but I think it was the wrong decision. Mm. I, I sort of cast my mind back to, um, I know it was with a bat, but when Tom Abel was going through that awful run of form after he'd just been appointed captain, but used that experience, came out of it the other side as a better cricketer. So um, I hope for Ollie Sale's sake that's that's what happens with him. Because I've yeah, liked the look so of him. He's, he's bowled very well in the, in the, in the previous... Um, uh, three blast games. Uh, he's had a horrible um, history with injuries over the last um, uh, the last few years or so. But um, other than that, uh, than uh, than last night, he's he's looked the part for me. What about for you? Yeah, he's he's got a good attitude as well. Mm. He, he uh, at uh, Wantage Road uh, last Sunday, uh, he, he he started off. He bowled a no ball and the, and, the, and, the, um, and he, he'd been hit hit around the park by. And Sterling and, uh, and Lee, and um, when he bowled the, the no ball, there was a free hit, and he came right back and bowled a really good Yorker, off stump Yorker, which uh, they couldn't get away. And I thought that showed real guts, you know, to, to come back from from an experience like that as as a young quick bowler with the pressure really on. I think that showed that he's, he's got a good head on his shoulders. So hopefully, you know, it, it, it won't leave a lasting mark on him and uh, he'll come back better than ever in the next game yeah I hope so too uh, Ben Green as well uh, f- uh, four for against Glamorgan went around the park a bit um, against Worcester up at Edgbaston uh, did have a nice little uh, little cameo up there 15 or 7 balls I, I think it was um, again another young cricketer we're looking to blood who uh, sometimes you have to expect that it, it won't come off every uh, every game for them 
Well, he's got it. I think he'll get his chance against uh, Worcester, um, unless you know uh, uh, James Hilders dropping out. They've hardly got any any batsmen to replace Hilders. Um, they've got Will Smead, who's just signed a contract. Very talented. I haven't seen him. They've got Lewis Goldsworthy from Cornwall, and, that, and that's about it. Um, ben Green has already featured in the Bobbins Trophy, and as you say, got fifty. Uh, against Glamorgan, so I would expect him to be in the uh, uh, in the team. So he and Lamanby will will be playing alongside mm. Torcott and, um, and Tommy. Yeah, he missed uh, last night's game. Didn't a very he? young batting lineup. Yeah, missed last night's game with a niggle. So I I, I hope he he's fit because as as you say, with um sort of with no second eleven cricket going on at the moment, there's uh there's not really a lot to pick from and, and, and certainly in, in the batting uh, in the batting department um, looking back at last night then my I, I think the game was lost um, when we lost those first uh, four wickets um, within four overs I think coming back from that um, there was also a little blip in the middle order a stutter where um, Tom Abel Gregory and, and Eddie Byram just couldn't seem to hit the ball off the square that just sucked the wind out of the, ring, uh, the wind out of the run chase um, and despite um, a great um, little cameo from Tom Lamaby towards the end, I think his yeah, his, really well. his stock is rising game on game. I think um, yeah. and Roloff van der Merwe doing. He, I think he's really got mm. got, got what it takes, Tom Lamaby. Mm. I wasn't convinced last season. I mean, he, he got quite a few chances in the T20 last season, coming in at sort of seven or eight, um, and and really looked out of his depth. Whereas last night he batted. I mean, not only powerfully but also very sensible. And with a lot of responsibility as well, you know, he, he took the responsibility for chasing down that total on his own shoulders, especially after uh, Robert van der Merwe uh, got himself out. So I, I thought, you know, couple that with his maiden first class century mm-hmm. against Gloucestershire, his maiden first class wicket as well mm-hmm. against uh, Gloucestershire, and the fact he's a left armour. Yeah. I, I think, you know, it, uh, I, I think he'll be part of the Somerset set up for a long time to come. Mm. Roloff van der Merwe um, at the other end to Lamanby in that um, um, partnership trying to rescue the game. Roloff van der Merwe doing Roloff van der Merwe things is as I like to <laughs> whenever he, he seems to bat um, that that helicopter shot over backward point from the no ball in the last over at, at Upper Edgbaston against Worcester was just um, one of the most incredible shots I've ever seen. He's He's a, he's a wonderful, wonderfully feisty cricketer. Yeah, no, we, he's a real never say die. I, I don't think he. Yeah, I don't think he deserves. He gets enough. No cause is ever lost. Exactly, he doesn't seem to get enough praise. I think, but he's certainly one of the most valuable cricketers we've got at Somerset. One of the most versatile as well. I think, um, you know, when he's batting at sort of eight or nine in Championship cricket, I think he's a he's a better batsman than that. Maybe not top six, but do you know what I mean? It's, well, I don't know. <laughs> Again, I mean, going back to the Northampton game at one point, he, he decided that again, attack was the best best form of defence. Mm. Charging down the wicket <laughs> didn't last very long on on that mm. occasion. But you know, that's what you get from Vandermeer. Um, if he doesn't die, he never die wondering. It definitely doesn't. And he'll never give less than a hundred percent either. Mm. And, uh, yeah, he, he scored some some very valuable runs up there in, in the second innings. Mm. You know, low school yeah. So, yeah, we like Roloff Sanders. Yeah. It's good that he's been given his chance, and I guess, I mean, I don't know. Um, I guess he'll be effectively preferred to Jack Leach for the game against uh, Worcester. 
Yeah, we'll come on to the Bob Willis Trophy game in it um, yeah. in a second. We'll have a look at that. Um, probably the highlight for me this this week through all the blast games was um, Tom Abel's um, innings against Glamorgan, um, seventy four off. I think it was forty five balls, something like that. But it wasn't the typical T twenty seventy four off forty five balls because watching it, he just it was all timing it was all placement um i think towards yeah. the end once the game was won he he ran uh, he ran down the wicket and hit one into grasman's shed for six but he just showed his class that night didn't he yeah it was, a, it was a, one of the best t20 innings I, i've ever seen um and that and that's no exaggeration i, I think of, of all the fours and sixes that he hit and he hit nine fours and, and a six there was only one slog amongst hmm. that all the others were proper cricket shots, but they, you know, they were turbocharged. Yeah, he... proper cricket shots. Some of the shots he hit through the offside mm. were absolutely sublime. Timing and and power as well. He really, he can really hit the ball mm. hard. Can and you know, he's he's almost reinvented himself as a T Twenty cricketer after you know, second half of last year's campaign, and then again this year in the in the T Twenty class. Mm. Um, it was a shame that you know he got, he was going well last night, and just maybe got a little bit carried away during that sort of slightly frenetic mm. uh, spell in the in the Somerset reply, and was caught at extra cover, just you know not maybe thinking hard enough about keeping the ball down. Maybe he was trying to clear extra cover. I'm not sure, but um, that, you know that that was a shame. But he is you know he's forced to be reckoned with in all. Um, uh, types of, of cricket now, and uh, you know he uh, finished second in the averages mm. last season in the vitality class, which for someone who a bit like James Hillgood uh, had been written off as not really a T20 cricketer, but that's that's a real transformation, a great tribute to all the work he's put in mm. to improve his uh, his T20 technique. Yeah, um, one other thing I noticed about um, is uh, that knock against Glamorgan. Uh, Glamorgan lost a couple of a couple of wickets to players um, sort of ramping and scooping and uh, and Abe's has um, that's been one of his favourite shots over the last few years. But he, he kept it in the locker and just recognised that the the best way to play was uh, like you say just not to play that shot because it was it was um, going up in the air whenever. Yeah, the, I, was, I kept waiting it. for him to play it and, it and he didn't produce mm. it. He does play it very well, mm. um, but. Um, Maybe it wasn't. It was a pretty good pitch. The ball was coming for both, for both the games, the Northern game and last night. It was the same pitch that they, they used. The ball seemed to be coming nicely onto that. Matt Maynard um, said that he thought the Northern 137 was 50 or 60 runs short of what he should have got on that pitch, mm. which you know, shows what a, what a good batting pitch. Yeah, I'd agree was. with that. And, um, but, you know, it was, a, it was a pleasure to watch. He's always a pleasure to watch, Tom just mm. like James Hilton. Uh, um, but it was, as of the T20 innings, um, it was up there with the sort of innings that Baba Hazar produced mm. for us last season. And there is, in all honesty, no higher praise than that because you know, Baba is the best T20 batsman uh, in the world. And a bit like you know, Tom Abel, he plays proper cricket shots. Mm. He doesn't slog it. He plays proper cricket shots. He plays them with enormous time and, and sometimes quite frightening power. 
Yeah, another th- good thing about that um, that knock from Aves on, on Tuesday was it just allowed James Hildreth just to knock it around, get himself into a uh, um, yeah. Well, I think, I form. mean, Hildreth, I think, could, you know, he's such an intelligent cricketer. He could see that, that um, Tom Abel was playing almost the T20 innings of his life. And, and Hildreth was, you know, quite happy just to knock it around and give, give Tom Abel the strike uh, and just play the supporting role. Uh, and it was, I thought, you know, his his part in that partnership was, was very intelligent, exactly what you would expect. And it was in very sharp contrast the way he batted uh, on Tuesday to the way he batted last night, mm. where you know he he last night he took the, the decision, I'm going to lead the charge, I'm going to play the big shots, I'm going to give the you know come down running down the pitch to the likes of Dylan Kennington, um, who's, who's you know extremely quick, and and of course uh, Ollie Stone as well, one of the fastest. Hildy was giving him the charge, but you know, on, on Tuesday he, he assessed the situation absolutely perfectly, and he could see that Tom Tom Abel was the main man, and he was more than happy to play. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, such a shame that I say that Hildy won't be won't be around for Sunday. We think um, just get himself well, be a miracle if he is. It would, yeah, it would be yeah, a miracle of biblical proportions if uh, if Hildy's yeah. able to take the field at New Road on Sunday. Um, interesting that after six or seven months with his feet up, Craig Overton was um, ordered to be rested by uh, by the ECB. You can't make it up, can you? No, um, I could possibly understand I mean, if, it. If he hadn't been rested, he would have played, he would have bowled eight eight overs yeah. in the last two games. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's twenty six year old, strong as an ox, fit as a flea. You know, he's been. He's, He's really benefited actually from being in the uh, in the England setup. He said said that himself. So, mm. Yeah, not... when when it came to Bob Willis Trophy, unlike most of the footballers around the country, were a bit rusty. Um, Craig and Jamie Owens mm. hit the ground running, and goodness me, didn't it didn't show. I mean, Craig, I think, has you know he's put on at least a yard in pace compared with, with last season, and, and he hasn't lost any of his accuracy. If anything, he's, he's been bowling more accurately. At this Mm. Yeah, he's, he's made a few yeah, changes to his goodness. action over the winter, didn't he? The ECB have said he can play against Muslim. That's, uh, he that's... and Josh Davey are, you know, they're, they're, the, they're the most successful opening um, pair of opening bowlers that Somerset have had for uh, a very long time. The only ones to rival them would be Alfonso Thomas and Pete Trigger when mm. the pair of them were in their prime. But, um, yeah, so Craig yeah. great to see him back and quite bizarre <laughs> that the ECB <laughs> insisted on him being rested. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense sometimes. There'll, there'll be some algorithm running on a supercomputer up at Lords that will have tracked yeah, I mean, his, his yeah, overs and everything and, and a little red light will be blinking. There isn't any more to be played this, this seat. You know, in the, you know, the, the, the squads mm. for the internationals against Australia have been, have been picked and, and he couldn't go back into... Couldn't be called in because he's not been in the bubble. Mm. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Is there anything else you want to um, have a little chat about for the T twenties, Gibbs, or should we go on to a few other uh, T twenty? I mean, it's the key to whether or not we progress. Will be the two games against Gloucestershire. Mm. Um, you know, if, if we can win both of those games, then I think we will have a we'll have a good chance of finishing second. To North so I think that the steel backs and the steel boxes, these people, <laughs> um, are going to win the group. 
because they've got that firepower, the experienced firepower, it's unbelievable. But, um, you know, we, we gave Gloucestershire you know, a real thrashing in the Bob Willis troop. And, you know, if you look at the two sides, man for man, Somerset are much the stronger. And we really ought to be lost twice, um, even though recent history is rather against that sort of <laughs> prediction, particularly up at, up at Bristol, where we always seem to pick the wrong side. Um, but um, <laughs> picking the side won't be difficult, actually, <laughs> for the remainder of yeah, the it's it's a bit it's a bit club crickety isn't it who's available <laughs> who've we got um should we grab somebody out of the uh, I, 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 out the pub i'm not I, I still think we you know we've got a good chance of qualifying for the quarterfinals in, in the t20 class but um i think the the other thing about last night's debacle which it was towards the you know around the middle of the game um is what effect it may have on the mindset of the team going up to New Road for what is an absolutely mm. crucial game against Worcestershire with the Lord's final uh, at stake. You know, if they'd beaten the Bears last night, they would have gone, you know, with the spirits high and uh, wind in their sails. Mm. Uh, and as it is, it, Jason Kerr and Andy Harry and Tom Abel will have a real job in sort of picking them up and getting them in the right frame of mind to to give on their best against uh, you know yeah because it it, it wasn't the sort of game where you felt you were beaten by the better side it was it was a game where a lot of things went wrong a few yeah. things went right okay you can take the positives of of um of uh, how well young Lamb be batted and again roll off and over doing roll off and over things but yeah, a big top order collapse, particularly when, as you say, it's probably going to be a bit of a green top up at uh, up at New Road. Um, batters will probably be a, just not the confidence of the batters a little bit, um, and like you say, they're all also going to be without uh, without James Hilder. So um, yeah, I mean, Jason Kerr Jamie well. and Jamie Overton as well. Jason Kerr didn't seem to be in. Hmm. Yeah, Jason Kerr didn't seem to be in the best of moods at, um, at the on the press conference um, that the uh, um, the heroes of twenty twenty members get. I watched that in bed last night. It felt like it was about two o'clock in the morning by the time he t- yeah. <laughs> time he got onto the onto the phone. But uh, yeah, I can understand um, possibly why he was angry because there were there were a lot of um, a few bad shots, um, like you say. Sale maybe not the right choice, but we can understand yeah. why he did bowl that um, that little over in, in isolation. Um, but just to remind you um, of the, um, uh, I keep thinking we're in the South Group for all these competitions, but we're not. We're in the Midlands Group, aren't we? Or the Central Group rather. So North Ants um, top of the table on nine, Gloucester um, second on seven, and then Somerset and Warwickshire both on five. We've got a slightly better. Uh, net run rate than the Bears, and then Glamorgan on three and Worcester on one. So as you said, Gibber, those those two games against Gloucester will be crucial to to qualifying. Absolutely. Maybe not. We're, in we're only halfway through. You know, we're mm. halfway through, and and in, in previous seasons, you know, calculation has has usually been if you if you can win more than half of your games, then you'll probably get through to the quarterfinals. So yeah. it's, it's a broad generalisation, and mm. there's absolutely no reason why we 
shouldn't win, certainly four out of the five remaining games. I think the North Hans game again is going to be a tough one. But again, but that, that's it. That's it. That's all. Um, Glamorgan, we, we ought to be. Um, and Gloucester, um, we, uh, you know, we should, should man, you know, mm -hmm. looking at man for man, we ought to be. Well, Worcester will be right out of it. So, so Glamorgan, Worcester, and two games against Gloucester. That that ought to be more than more than enough to finish second. But um, oh, and of course, even the, the two best placed third best teams um, will qualify for the quarterfinals uh, as well. So yeah. still all to play. It's not all doom and gloom. Like I say, it's, it's a bit of a quirk yeah. of the fixtures that you don't play everybody in the first round and then everybody in the, the second round after this Bob Willis Trophy game. Yeah, we, so hard, we, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, so we we should have played Birmingham twice, yet to play Gloucester, so that could. Um, uh, that could play into our hands if we can uh, if we can beat them a couple of times um, and overtake them. But um, if we play to our potential, we will qualify. Absolutely, couldn't agree more with you. And I suppose one just one last um, thought on last night's game is it's sometimes when you lose a game of cricket and you don't quite know why you've lost it, you can sit in the dressing room and think, mm, I'm not quite sure what to work on here. But when what went wrong is is sort of so obvious it's it's sometimes a positive that you can you can sit there and go right we need to work on x y and z um we know we didn't play to our potential and um and we can get better for next time yeah before we talk about um the bob willis trophy game should we have a little chat about um two departures we've had uh recently obviously the news about jamie overton going to surrey was uh announced sort of just before the start of the season uh, since we recorded our our last podcast, um, Don Bess has uh, has announced, or it's been announced, that Don Bess is moving uh, up to Yorkshire. Um, not entirely surprised by that, Gibbo. What about yourself? I'm not surprised by either um, departure. Um, they were both sent out on loan uh, last season, and they've both got international aspiration. With Don Bess is a test player already, and you know they need they need to be regular um, first team members uh, and Somerset couldn't guarantee that to either of them. Jack Leach is still ahead of Don Bess in the pecking order uh, at Taunton and I think you know right, rightly so um, and Jamie Overton wants to open the bowling um, but you know again he's, he's up against not Jack, Jack Brooks his, his brother Josh Davies has been opening the bowling very very well mm -hmm. and of course the other factors Somerset signed Vernon Philander um, and if Vernon Philander had been able to play, then probably Jamie Overton wouldn't have been making the, the first team at all, mm -hmm. alone opening um, And he is one of the quickest bowlers in, in the country. And he's been, he's been bowling at the speed of light in the games uh, I've seen. And I can quite understand, from his own point of view, thinking of his own career, why he, he feels he needs to, to move to a county where he will get the opportunities that he needs if he's to fulfil his ambition to become an England player. Um, so I'm, I'm not surprised at either of those departures. I, I'm more concerned in a way with uh, Nathan Gilchrist going to, uh, going to Kent, mm -hmm. because in a pre-season game against Gloucester, he really didn't impress. Then, of course, he wasn't picked for either for the Bobbers um, trophy. And um, again, he feels he, you know, he wants to make a career in, in cricket. and. Somerset, with its embarrassment of fast bowling riches, cannot guarantee mm. a first team place for someone, someone like that. And we've still, you know, we've got Casey Aldridge waiting in the who's another very promising young 
quick, but I hope he gets a chance sooner rather than later to show what he can do. But uh, no, it's a, it's a shame. It's a shame that, that Jamie felt he had to go um, on loan to Surrey before the end of the season. I don't know what the background to that is, but that no, I think that's, um, with him not being selected for the uh, match against Northamptonshire. Probably yeah. had something to do with it one way or the other. I think one of the things that I've certainly noticed about not being able to get to Taunton is you don't bump into people who've heard something from heard something who've heard something from somebody who's who <laughs> yeah, can not, give you it's the. Not uh, always hundred percent accurate though. No, yeah, um, yeah, you can hear five or six different versions of somebody, events. Somebody, but, somebody uh, suggested to me this week that um, Somerset were trying to to uh, sign Marchant to Langer from from Glamorgan, um, and I, I where. I didn't say that to Nick Webb, but I, I, I said, what, what's um, is, is Martin Delanger's contract up? He said, no, he's just signed a new three-year contract. <laughs> so, so I don't think Sam's interested in Martin No, I'm not, I'm not sure where he'd, uh, where he'd fit in as well, given you've just, uh, as you well, say... Well, exactly. Have... Why, why do you sign yet another aging yeah. fast <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a strange one. Don Bess as well, I think, yeah, it, it's the right move. Um, it might be, be all well and good saying that we'll we could prepare pitches and, and play them both down at Taunton but yeah, if you've got we, we, we daren't we mm. daren't you know we've got a, we've got a 12 <laughs> point penalty for next season plus another 12 points you know hanging over our heads if, if we prepare another raging turner exactly and yeah. if you go away you with know, Dom there's no way that yeah. poor old Dom is no. going to get much cricket yeah. and he's not he doesn't get in the um, the white ball side side no, and he, so, as, as you yeah. say, he did play a few um, T20s for Yorkshire when he was on loan, which um, I think might be he did a... without much success. But, but mm. no, I mean, he, he will he'll be the main man as far as spin bowling is concerned mm. at, at Yorkshire, and um, that, you know that's very very good in terms of his his career development. Hopefully, he'll go on to play many more times uh, for England. I think his uh, I've only seen him on the television, obviously, mm. but, but what I, what I've seen from what I've seen. He has come on a lot over the last 12 months. He's a much better spinner than Anthony Osterholtz. Do you think that's a factor why they picked him ahead of uh, Leach for this summer, that they feel he's more of a blank canvas, that they can they can work with him at, with the elite-level coaches and he'll develop into a better bowler than Leach over time? I think, I mean... Sorry, Gibbo's just frozen. Bear with. Please bear with me. My internet connection is unstable. Okay, I'm just reconnecting now. Sorry, Gibbo, you just, I just, I think the problem was at my end. We just dropped out for about uh, about 30 seconds or so. Um, I think it uh, just dropped out if I asked you that whether England think uh, Bess is going to develop into a better bowler than Leach. Um. I don't know whether they think he's going to bowl, uh, develop into a better. I think he. I think they what. Sorry, we've just lost Gibbo again. This is the wonders of modern technology, dear listener. I'm not sure if the problem's at his end or mine. I think we're reconnecting. Please bear with me turning pitches he's less good when it comes to making things happen you know the, the flight and angle and, and the rest of it. yeah the other thing about Dom they like his emphatic um and his general attitude you know he's, he's a he's a great team man. 
was hugely enthusiastic about his history, hugely committed. He hurls himself about all over, all over the place. He's always got the dirtiest pair of cricket trousers at the end of every game because of the way he throws himself around uh, in, in the field. Whereas Jack, you know, is, is, is a quieter character. Um, but, you know, pound for pound, I, I would say Jack is still the better of the two uh, spinners. But maybe Don Bess has the, has the more potential, if only because he's, so, he's you know, younger than Jack. But I think it would depend a lot. I think, you know, an England team in, um, in South Asia, I think I'd pick Jack ahead of Don Bess. Uh, England at the Aegeus Bowl, I think I, I would agree mm. with the status and pick Don Bess ahead of Jack. Yeah, I'd go with that. Uh, yeah, we wish Dom all the best um, in his, this uh, new chapter of his career up at Yorkshire. Yeah. Um, I'm not surprised that um, Jamie went on uh, on on loan to Surrey. I think the pull factor from the Oval, given that they haven't won a game this season, must have been uh, must have been a substantial factor there. And to be honest, Gib, I think if me and you turned up with our kit there, we'd probably get a game. That's how badly they've been playing. Although they did win, uh, uh, they did beat Hampshire in a, that rain reduced game the yeah. other night, which um, Jamie made his debut. So. Yeah, best of luck to uh, to Jamie and Dom in these uh, the new chapters of their career. Right, tomorrow then, Gibbo. What's your side? Well, it's not difficult to uh, <laughs> not difficult to pick the team. You know, we've got um, <sighs> Eddie Byram and Tom Lamb and B to open. Mm-hmm. Then we will have, I guess. Tom Abel, George Bartlett, uh, Ben Green, yep. Steve Davis, Lewis Gregory, yep. Craig Overton, Roloff Vandermeer, yep. and uh, Josh Owen, uh, Josh Davy, and of course the great headband warrior himself, Jack Brooks. And that I think is, I mean, Owen. Oh, uh, I mean, Roloff. I've written, I've written down here against Roloff Vandermeer, Leach question mark. But I'm not, I'm not sure whether he's available or not. Mm. Um, but I, it's not, it won't be a pitch that's helping spin. Well, Worcester haven't got any spin spinners, um, so I would guess they go for Vandermeer, who's more of a, an all-rounder. And um, you know, it's possible. I suppose they, they might. Give Ollie Sale uh, uh, but mm-hmm. I'd, be, I'd be surprised. I think that uh, the, the team almost picks itself. Yeah, I, I don't think James Hill yeah. injured. I don't um, think Ollie Sale will um, get a go. I think he's he's if he no. especially being behind Jack Brooks in in the in the Red Bull pecking order, and Brooks really hasn't done anything wrong um, with bat or ball there this year. Um, probably the best number eleven in, a, you know, in the land. A, it's a side where the batting, I mean, you've got Stephen Davis and to some extent Tom mm. Oval as experienced batters, but um, the rest are uh, mm. young and inexperienced and keen. George yeah. Bartlett um, batted beautifully against against Boston. He, he looks as if he's batting on a different pitch to Yeah, that was that was so such, such an impressive knock, wasn't it? Given Oh, superb! Absolutely yeah. superb. He's averaging 123. <laughs> George Bartlett. I was, bad, I was rather, rather surprised he wasn't picked for the um, um, 
for the T20 at, uh, up at um, Birmingham against Worcester. Um, I think I'd have, I'd have had him in the side rather than um, Ben Green. Mm. Yeah. So, so I think you know it's a it's a side. We've got we've got one we've got one two three four five six scene bowlers: mm -hmm. Green, Brooks, Lamanby, Craig Overton, Bruce Gregory, Josh Davey. And, you know, Tom Abel as well. Is, I think that's the that's the key. Um, on on what um, Jason Kerr certainly expects would be a, a seeming pitch, and, and uh, Dave, Dave Bradley, who's the um, BBC's Worcester commentator, asked him what the pitch was like to be like. He said, "Sporting." So, <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I'll be I'll be amazed if it goes four days." So I, I think it's you know with the weather set there, there will be a result. Um, and it's you know it's our, our bowlers against their batsmen really. They've yeah, it's... Look at their batting averages. I think there are six of them are averaging over fifty. It's effectively a semi-final, isn't it? Um, by my maths, nineteen points um, would be enough to absolutely secure our place I'm in. Um, absolutely right. In I've, the, I've, uh, I've done the calculation <laughs> as well. <laughs> I've I've not gone as in depth as working out uh, working out various draws and and everything like that. I think that's uh, you could just drive yourself mad I think, doing that. I mean, I, I do think we need to win um, a high-scoring draw, which I think is unlikely, might be enough for us to. Um, to head Worcester at the top of the central group table, but I doubt if it would have to take us above um, both of, uh, sorry, one or one mm. or other of uh, Essex and Derbyshire, who the other mm. um, group members, because they they've got uh, Essex are at home to Middlesex. You can put that down pretty much as a, as a home, mm. given that it's uh, it's Essex. Derbyshire away at um, Lancashire to Aigworth to Liverpool. I think mm. you know Derbyshire might struggle to to win, but Lancashire are out of it um, and will probably feel a fairly experimental side. So I think we have to assume that both Essex and Derbyshire will win, um, given the weather forecast and given the situation mm. in their respective tables. Which means that Somerset need to win um, with at least, as you say, three bonus points. Um, if they're to qualify for the Lord's Fund, mm -hmm. which you know, would be wonderful if they do. It would be, you know, we all said last year, the uh, Royal London Monday Cup, oh, it's the last Lord's final. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are it's again. Over, you know, a year later, now talking about another yeah. Lord's final, five-day Lord's final at that. Yeah, I mean, I'd, given what we expect the pitch to be, I'd... I'd Maybe like to stick an extra batsman in there, batsman in there, given that we've got um, Lamanby, Tom Abel, um, who can cover a bit of the seam bowling. But as you say, who well, is that which, extra, which extra batsman? Who is it? His name is Babar Azam. Now, uh, no, I asked, I asked Jason <laughs> about that, and um, he said no. Yeah, he's, 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 he's not available for selection. Hmm. I, I just wonder part of me is living in hope and this is based on nothing more than my um, um, my, note, yeah, my desire to see him play but I would just love there to be some uh, 11th hour negotiations going on behind the scenes to come in and uh, oh, replace I, James Hildreth for in a sense it would, I, it would almost be better if he doesn't um, because you know this is, it's a young side and it's a homegrown side this is some side you know, you look at you look at all those uh, the young players that have come come through the Somerset system, you know, like George Barber, 
Ben Reed, Tom Abel, Tom Lannan, uh, Craig Overton, Eddie Byram was at uh, King's, Lewis Gregory. Um, you know, they're all they're all local boys. They've they've grown up in cricket with Somerset, and that's a very important element in the Somerset success story of the, of the last few years. You know, this is a homegrown team, and they play for each other, and they play with a, an intensity and a passion that I haven't seen from any other um, of, of the five counties that, that I've seen so far in the in the Bobbles Trophy, mm. uh, and that applies actually in in the T20 Blast as well. I mean, their their, their intensity and passion may not always be well directed. Mm -hmm. There's no doubting that it's there, and. You know, if you if you bring in someone like Baverzal, it means that one of those young local players is going to miss out mm. on what could be, you know, one of the biggest games. So I'm 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 quite happy that we go in with with the resources that we've got, um, because I think you know, again, rather as with the T20 Blasters, we play to our potential. We can beat Worcester mm -hmm. even on their own patch. Yeah. Um... Um, yeah, Steve Tancock was on the cricket show. Made a good point that we are a better team than Worcester, and on whatever yeah. surface um, is prepared, we, we should yeah. win. I do well, take your point about keeping the. Um, twice. Yeah. Sorry, my my um, my three-year-old daughter has <laughs> just wandered into my <laughs> man cave, and she's joined us on the podcast. Ever, Daddy's just recording, darling. Trying to pop outside. Ever, ever the professionals here. Um, I do take your point there about um, keeping the lads together. I just think as an opportunity for a one-off game, as a like-for-like -like replacement, I think oh, I the I, carrots I there, isn't it, to get one of the world's best players in your side in in this? Um, yeah, but it, but it would. Uh, I think it would leave us open to the accusation of buying success. Mm. Whereas if we get through to the Lords final with the team we've got, no one can level that yeah. accusation uh, against us. Yeah, that would be uh, okay. You, you've you've convinced me, Gibber. You've convinced me. Let's let let Babber have a week off and uh, and and see the sights of um, wherever he's travelling yeah. around the UK. Um, you've gone for roll off as well. I I'd have to go for Jack Leach just because I can't bear the thought of him not playing a game this year. I suppose so. But um, last time I saw uh, Jack Leach bowling at New Road um, on a pitch that there wasn't. This was uh, two years ago, 2018. Again, we won quite comfortably. Um, but Jack was, was actually out bowled that day by Moe Nally, who was getting a lot more out of a pretty flat pitch than, than, than Jack was. Um, and Worcester hadn't really got any spin bowls. I mean, they got Brett Oliveira with his, um, with his leg breaks, and Jake maybe can uh, bowl a, a few more breaks. But they'll be relying on a strong seam attack. Uh, Joe Leach banging the ball into mm -hmm. into the pitch. He's you know, muscular, um, sort of medium, mm -hmm. fast, medium. Oh, Dylan Pennington is, is quite quite quick. Um, Daryl Mitchell, very very experienced. You know, they, they've got a they've got a good seam attack. I think it'll be a, a seamless wicket. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that uh, you know you you could certainly in an ideal world if we had another. <laughs> then you know Ben Green would be the one to to miss out, but um, unless they're going to bring uh, Will Smead into mm -hmm. the, the side if he's if he's fit, Lewis Bolton, um, then you know Ben Green it has to be, and I, I do think he's you know he's earned his chance with that. Yeah, oh, yeah and of course he, he got those wickets against uh, Camorgan's well, mm -hmm. T20 blasters. 
he, I don't think he's as good a prospect as Tom Lamb. No. If it was a choice between between Green and Lamb for the young all rounders, yeah, they're going to say they're, they're very similar sorts of players competing for that one space, aren't they? Yeah. Um, or, or two spaces in this case, but. Um, well, whatever whatever side goes up to New Road tomorrow, I don't think um, Tom Abel is going to be uh, short of bowling options. Um, no, um, no, he's got, well, he's got himself as well. So that's what's how many seamers is that? One, two, three, seven, two, seven, seven seamers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's good. You know, it's good, good variety. Mm. Um, and the, you know, they have bowled really well as a unit. Uh, Craig Overton has led the attack super. I have to say, you know, if you, if you look, look at the stats, you can uh, um, uh, take 23 wickets at 9.56. Hmm. I mean, you know, that's, that's a pretty good stat. Yeah. Josh Davey, 18 wickets at, uh, at 10.83. And, and Jamie, well, who of course won't be playing, sadly, 15 hmm. wickets at 12.4. I mean, you know, they're, they're far and away the best seam attack in the country and probably still the best team attack in the country even without change it is as I say such a great shame that he won't be there and um, it's in that seam attack that our main hopes rest yeah. I mean we, let's you know let's hope the young batsmen do their stuff I'm torn between once you know whether we should bat first or not um, I suspect if Worcestershire win the toss they'll put us in yeah, but there's all you know. I'm a great believer in, in runs on the board, mm. uh, even on a on a pitch that is doing a bit. And uh, it's you know the game against uh, North Hans at uh, Wantage Road um, when we only made 166 yeah. in the first innings on a on a pretty mm. tricky seeming wicket. I'm not sure that New Road would be quite as sporting as that pitch you want to no. You know, we made 166 and then bowled North Ants out for 67. It was quite um, funny listening to the comments coming through on the on the know, Facebook it's, it's, when we were all out for 160 and I just put, wait till both sides yeah. have batted, lads. And then sure enough, by tea time, <laughs> exactly. we'd rolled them for 60. So, you know, we do need, uh, you know, we need we need to think about the bonus point situation. Mm. I don't I, I think Tom Abel, if he wins the, wins the toss, he'll think very hard about putting Worcester in and then maybe decide to bat. It's, it's going to be a very, very difficult close call. In, in, a, in a sense, mm. maybe one of those you know, good tosses to lose. Yeah, I can't imagine. Um, well, Gloucester certainly didn't want to bat first um, against our seam attack. I could probably see um, uh, Worcester being the same. If it is a bit of a green one on, a, on, a, on the first morning, um, I wouldn't fancy shaping up to uh, uh, to our seam attack because you could effectively be out of the game in in the first hour. So, um, yeah, all to look forward to. Um, you yeah. are you on comms up there for us, Gibbo? I will be. Yeah, me and Dave Bradley and uh, Kevin Howells from uh, Five Live Sports Extra. We'll, I think we'll, we'll be on uh, Five Live Sports Extra. Um, not not all the time because. Um, one day the international T20s is well going on but um, certainly for, for quite large chunks of how many days we get we should be on the Five Live Sports Extra as well as on the um, BBC Sport website and of course on the uh, Somerset County Cricket Club uh, live stream the live stream which won't be sponsored by Trade Nation 
<laughs> you probably won't. You probably won't <laughs> have you seen. <laughs> you probably won't have seen it, Gibbo, because you've been on the commentary box. Um, I shouldn't have too much of a go because, from what I understand, Trade Nation have put a lot of money into getting the stream up and running with new cameras and yeah. stuff. But um, uh, and and I did win a T-shirt on the uh, competition last night, a Somerset uh, T20 shirt. But uh, uh, yeah, so that that's that's been very good. The, the um, Steve Snell and um, Charlie Taylor have done a. Uh, done a great job on comms there and it, it does look really professional um, and I can yeah. understand why Sky are insistent on just the fixed cameras for the other live streams it's the, um, I'm afraid it's the shape of things to come mm. certainly um, yeah certainly while we're not going to be allowed into grounds okay Gibbert well I'm going to have to wrap this up because I need to get off to play my uh, my own game of cricket this afternoon and I think the captain's going to be uh, having a bit of a go at me because I'm going to <laughs> I'm only just going to make uh, who, are you, who are you playing uh, make for the start against? time um, I'm playing for South Devon second 11 we're away um, up at Buckfastley on the top of a of a hill up there and it's Buckfastley not the sunniest of days so I'm going to have to wrap up warm but uh, yeah we've got a semi-final of the the second now, we're all in groups and we're playing the other second team from a different group so uh oh, well, um well. i'm 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 uh, i might post the result on uh, on um on the twitter page many if, years ago i used to play for cornwood i love cornwood that's a lovely ground have you been there since they had the new pavilion built no i haven't uh, no it, no it, this is this is back in the back in the 70s but, oh it's it, it's worth yeah, it I'm, i come from south devon my home territory born in Totnes, and uh, hmm. so it was brought, brought up in, uh, in south devon yeah, it's they, they quite a lot of cricket around and about. A lovely part of the world, right? Um, yeah. I'm going to wrap this up. Um, if you want to give us a follow on Twitter, we are at Somerset Podcast. Uh, we're also Facebook.com/slash Somerset Podcast. And if you want to give us an email, we are the Somerset Podcast at gmail.com. But for Anthony Gibson, I'm Ian Shepherd, and thank you very much for listening. <laughs>